Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show. So happy to be here with you today. So happy to have you with me here today. Hopefully you are watching us on YouTube. And we're able to chat with each other today on YouTube. I am going to have some very important stories for you today. I don't know if you recall, but we've been actually covering the last week and a half or so some pretty, pretty alarming uh, legal cases. And I want to talk to you about one right now. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about a case out of Palm Beach, Florida, that, I don't know, JC is on the air with us, right, JC? I think I am. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. We've been having some technical difficulties today, so uh, hopefully you guys are with us. Hopefully you can actually hear us. I am trying to find us on YouTube. Oh, there we are, live. Okay, so it looks like we are live, and it looks like they can hear us, and hello to Gary from Arkansas, and oh, selling the farm. (laughs) So selling the farm, yay, happy, welcome everybody who's here. This case, JC, from uh, West Palm Beach, this legal case, can I just mention to you, because I have right here in front of me my Facebook page and I made the post for this yesterday and to be honest (laughs) one of the one of the people on my post asked me Chris Ann did you expect to get the reaction that you got from this post and can I just tell you JC that I I did not expect what I got Mm -hmm. I mean I want to tell you I've, if there's anything that makes me feel um, heavy-hearted and overwhelmed about the condition of America today, and I bet you probably already know what it is. The courts? Not, oh. No, 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 not, not the courts. I mean, I, history tells us to expect the courts to go off the rails. Right. What, what makes me so heavy-hearted, what makes me so overwhelmed sometimes is this, oh, I just, how do I put this in word? This perspective that I see scattered across our audience, the conservatives, the constitutionalists, 
who 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 lack an understanding of due process. Mm-hmm. And and you you often refer to it as a statist perspective, right? Yeah. Um. But for me, sometimes this stuff just really stinking blindside side blind blindsides me. Really does. Well, I think that's the divide is statist non-statist. It's big big government versus limited government. This whole the whole Democrat versus Republican, left versus right, black versus white, liberal versus conservative, all that, all those are false dichotomies to me. To because you have status conservatives and status democrats. You know, status black, status white, status liberal, status conservative. So I seriously thought this post at. was gonna be a real time no brainer. Right? Mm-hmm. A real time no brainer. So let me let me just sort of give you the background here. Then we're going to talk about the specific legal aspects. I mean, I'm going to get into some specific law with you because you know that I was a a prosecutor for um, a little over a decade. I practiced civil law. I practiced First Amendment law. I've been involved in law since 2001. Okay, so this is not something that's new to me. And I'm going to talk to you not just simply from a legal writing perspective, but from a practical experience perspective. So here we have. John S. Castronakis, and I don't know if that's how you say it, Castronakis, he's probably Greek, so it's Castronakis, a, a circuit judge in the 15th Circuit in Palm Beach County. All right, so here's what happened. A young man, 21 years old, overslept the day he was supposed to appear for jury duty, okay? And the judge, because he overslept the day he was supposed to appear in jury duty, the judge, Mr. Castronakis, 15th Circuit, sentences him, are you ready for this, to 10 days in the county jail and a year's probation for oversleeping his, his jury duty for a trial. He gets mm-hmm. 10 days. Now, let me explain to you how this works. Number one, a year's probation is the maximum sentence for the highest degree of misdemeanor when it comes to probation. So if you are caught for a, a, a second degree misdemeanor, right, you've actually committed a crime, you've either pled guilty or been found guilty of a second degree misdemeanor, the judge cannot sentence you to a year in, in probation. You have to be found guilty and or pled guilty and sentenced to a first degree misdemeanor in order to get a year's probation. Now let's be clear. What is happening here is not even a crime. It's what we call civil contempt. Basically, you ticked the court off. That's what civil contempt is, right? You disobeyed a judge's order. Now that's problem number two, JC, because this young man was late. What kind of warning did he get? Did the judge say to everybody before they, you know, you know, you have the voir dire, and then in this case, they picked the jury, and then they recessed, and then they came back, right? So they uh, picked the jury. After the voir dire, after they selected the jury, did the judge look at the jury and say, you better be on time, because if you're not on time, I'm going to put you in jail. Now, in all my years of experience, JC, have I, I have never, ever seen a judge give this kind of warning, or as a matter of fact, any warning at all. You know, 
you got to be here on time. If you're not here, you delay things. I mean, if I've, in an extreme, I've heard judges say this. So civil contempt requires some kind of warning. The legal standard for civil contempt, and contempt is that the, uh, the offender must, quote, hold the keys of his own cell, mm -hmm. which means he must comply with the judge's orders or he locks himself in, right? So you have a choice, comply or lock yourself in. In this case, there was no opportunity for him to hold the keys to his own cell. He showed up, bam, you're late, jail. So that's problem number two, right? Because this judge has obviously abused his power in such a way that he's finding this guy in contempt without ever giving him a warning. Where is his legal warning that if you, buy, if you come late, you're going to jail? It's certainly not in the statute. Okay, so the next problem is he shows up, right? He gets sentenced to 10 days in jail. Where's his due process? Yeah. Where is his due process? This is a circuit court judge. Can I just tell you, circuit court judges are generally not recent law school graduates. Do you remember, I don't even remember that happened to me. Do you remember the late, late to... Jury oh thing? man, I wasn't there that day. I, I do remember that happened, but it wasn't there today. Yeah, I think you were outside or you you I don't know. I don't remember what it you was. were actually but you weren't actually selected. You was late. Late for yeah, yeah the first I guess the uh -huh. first deal. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't on the jury. But some bailiff bowed up because I had a confrontation with a with the bailiff in the hallway of the courthouse because he caught he caught attitude. He copped attitude with me about that. So I've 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 been on the receiving end of, you know, the attitude. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Okay. So I post this on Facebook. Now let's just make sure that we understand. Not only um, was there no due process, not only did this judge not follow the procedural terms of civil contempt, where you hold the keys to your own self, not only was there no due process whatsoever, the guy was put in jail, right? A year's probation. Now, we, when we select a jury, there is automatically an alternate, alternate that is selected as well in case something happens and a juror can't attend. So there should have been no delay at all, right? Because the day he doesn't show up, then, then they go, well, where is this juror? We don't know. We can't reach him, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, we'll go forward with the alternate and everything goes. That's why you choose at least one alternate. So there should have been absolutely no inconvenience whatsoever, right? And so I post this, and I'm, I'm absolutely shocked. Can I tell you? Just shocked to my core at the responses that I get on Facebook. Let me read to you the first one, which may just be the most shocking. Maybe, maybe not. He says, wait just a minute. I'm, a con I'm as constitutional conservative as they come, right? But respect of the system is what needs to be held in the highest regard. Judges have been granted these powers to sentence for contempt. This is our system that young man disrespected and just thought he could make the people wait for him to do his duty. One of the small things to live in such a great society. Disrespect. Disrespect I, I wonder, is now punishable according to this 
constitutional conservative. That's the same. By 10 days in jail. That's the same thing you see with some of these out of control law enforcement, so-called law enforcement officers. When they, why are you catching attitude? You know, dis, so disrespect. I'm right. sorry, being disrespectful is not illegal. So I wonder it's if this not, guy's a police officer. So I responded. I said, let's put this in perspective. As a former prosecutor, I know people who have actually committed crimes and never got a day in jail. A year's probation in criminal offenses is only allowed if a person has been found guilty of the highest degree of misdemeanor. Now, when we get back from this break, I want us to look at these comments because we got to know the difference between a constitutionalist and not. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We are talking today about uh, Florida 15th Circuit Judge John Castronakis, and we're talking about his tyrannical, his tyrannical abuse of power, in my humble opinion, where he sentences a 21-year-old young man to 10 days in jail and a year's probation for showing up late for his jury duty. Now, let me let me tell you something, JC. I went back and I researched this case. You know, he actually, the judge actually went back and reduced his probation after he'd served the jail time. Now, reduced his probation to three months because he knew somebody checked him and said, look, dude, you can't put people on a year's probation for this kind of civil contempt. Right. So. He understands, at least in some perspective, that he did something very, very wrong. And I want to go ahead, JC. I was just going to say this is if you look at the optics, um, this is another thing that fuels the division narrative in this country. He adds fuel to that narrative mm -hmm. because, you know, you have some pictures. Yeah. So and because and that narrative's not hard to believe when you see this kind of stuff. What other right. what other reason are you going to come up with for this guy? So right. The so the young so man is a young black man. So if you're not watching us on YouTube right now, you don't see that the, he's a 21-year-old a black man. No, I'm not trying to say that the judge is racist. And I'm not just trying but to say... But if somebody did, right. it wouldn't be hard, you know, be hard. that that would not be a hard case <laughs> to make. You know what well, I'm saying? Me, like, what, what else are you let thinking? Let me tell here? you, I did a little checking on this judge, right? And and I found that he has a little bit of history of being tyrannical. So I'm not, and, and, and applying the law as he once it applied. So I can't say that he's racist, although yeah. you can, on the outside I, looking I, and in, I'm not saying it, it fuels the argument. Yeah, You're exactly. absolutely right, it fuels the argument. Let me give you, so I, so I just let you cat out of the bag. I'm gonna show you some, uh, at least one case where this judge is, hope to God be going to be overturned. But while his appeal is in session, this, this other case, a man is actually in prison waiting for appeal 
because Castronacus has has abused his power once again. This is an article written by an investigative journalist in Palm Beach County, who's who's really making his 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 um focus to root out the corrupt judicial system in Palm Beach. According to this 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 investigative journalist, there's a huge problem in the state attorney's office. There's a huge problem with the judicial system there in Palm Beach County. And so this guy, it's, he's made it his mission to, to root this out. Let me explain. Let me show you this, this other trend of things that I got here on Facebook. This lady says, I don't see anything wrong with it. Jury duty is an obligation. As with any obligation, it needs to be respected. So here we go. An obligation now disrespected is a violation of the uh is punishable by 10 year 10 days in prison i also saw a large number of these comments talking about how uh well it's it's your civic duty to do jury duty and if you are are abusive of that civic duty then you you deserve to be punished these things so my response is this, okay, voting is also a civic duty in a constitutional republic. Should we now start handing out jail sentences for people who don't show up to vote? I mean, this is a really, really serious problem with me. And I'm going to tell you, if there's anything that's, that really overwhelms me and discourages me about the American society today, it's the complete lack of respect and regard for due process, I guess. And, and as you said in the beginning, JC, the judiciary combined with the fact that we have this blind, blind and unyielding requirement for complete submission to these people who wear black robes. I, I promise you, JC, somebody we know needs to do a spiritual study, a biblical study on judges and the creation of the office of the judge, because I'm absolutely convinced that there is something spiritual within us programmed to respect judges, but in the worldly context, it is completely out of whack. There again, men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry around You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist Welcome back to the... Chris Ann Hall, Daily Journal, may I just encourage you to visit libertyfirstuniversity.com. Visit libertyfirstuniversity.com and take the course on the judiciary. We need a better understanding of the purpose, role, and limited power of the judiciary. JC, I just, if there's one thing that I could convey to the American people, this, you know, this idea that judges are somehow infallible and unchallengeable with and by anybody but themselves i wish that we as a people could understand 
number one, that there is a specific purpose of the judiciary. The purpose of the judiciary is not to write laws. We have a legislative branch for writing laws. The purpose of the judiciary is not to enforce laws. We have an executive branch who's delegated the power, and this is true on the state and local levels as well. We have an executive branch that is tasked with enforcing the laws. The purpose of the judiciary is not to write laws, is not to enforce laws. The purpose of the judiciary is to ensure that the laws that are written are written to secure the rights of the people, that the laws that are written are enforced in a manner that secures, not violates, not abuses the rights of the people. So when we have judges who are sitting on a bench, who are absolutely confused about who they are and what their job is, well, you can't really blame them, though, can you? How many law professors do we have? How many judges do we have, JC, that walk around and say things like Roe v. Wade is the law of the land? They walk around talking about, well, the judge ruled today and this is the law of the land. No, judges don't write laws. Legislators write laws. You cannot give a judge the authority to write laws. Number one, that's a complete violation of powers. And number two, it only serves to confuse the judge as to what his proper role is. And his proper role is to secure the rights of the people and to ensure that the laws are operating within compliance of the rights of the people and the, the enforcement of those laws are executed in a way that secure the rights of the people. It's all about protecting individual liberty, the liberty of the people. That's, I mean, that's really his job. Yeah, yeah, it really is. That's the only job of the entire judiciary. So what we got to, then the question comes is, all right, what would have been an appropriate punishment for showing up late? Mm -hmm. Well, as an attorney, can I tell you that lawyers have come late to trial? Mm -hmm. Can I tell you that judges have come late to trial? Can I tell you defendants have come late to trial? Witnesses have come late to trial. So in all of my experience and over a decade of jury trials, I've never seen anyone thrown into prison, into jail for a lawyer, a judge, an officer, a police officer for showing up late to court, to, to court or to a trial, period. Now, I understand that that's a fallacy of logic because of my limited experience, but sure. nonetheless, right, we're talking about Florida, where I'm familiar with Florida, and, and if you want to go outside my experience, I challenge you to find this because this wouldn't be a common occurrence. First off, because it doesn't even follow the rules of civil contempt. All right, so what would have been the appropriate punishment? In my opinion, the appropriate punishment would have been, and if I had been judged, would have been to, to admonish him verbally, warn him, if you do this again, this is what will happen. In the very most, in the maximum, I would apply some kind of monetary fine to cover the cost of the delay. At the most. But as a judge, I don't think that I could even do that in good conscience because he was never informed of that consequence. You see, the whole purpose of being informed of the charges against you, 
in a matter of due process is because laws are written and the laws that are written are written along with the penalty so that if you violate that law, you are made very aware of what that penalty is. So before you violate it, you know in writing these will be the consequences. In this case, that is not the case. Well, even the young man understood, you know, he had made a mistake. He came with a reasonable expectation. Uh, he said, you know, I thought maybe I'd get a fine, but not 10 days in jail. Right. You know, so because you're, you're, you're constitutionalist there on Facebook, you know, might say that a reasonable person should have known without a warning. Well, he did have that, have that uh, understanding. And so he didn't come, uh, despite what your constitutionalist said there on Facebook, he, did, he didn't disrespect. He came respectfully right. with the understanding, okay, I'm probably going to get a fine. Right. Uh, but doofuses like your constitutionalist there, uh, oh, somehow, <laughs> somehow jackasses like that think being thrown in jail for 10 days uh, this is why you guys love Jay-Z. Makes he just, sense. He just says all that stuff. Well, he's, he's not a constitutionalist. He's an idiot. I know. Well, and, and believe me, the people on our Facebook page. I don't have a Facebook, buddy, so you have to email me. <laughs> the people, he, he does have Instagram. Um, the people on my Facebook page jumped on this really quick. So Good I'm just telling you for the most part, and I, maybe I should take consolation from that. For the most part, the majority of the people on, the, on my Facebook post were were outraged by this. So because yeah. you have the smartest followers on Facebook, we have the smartest followers everywhere. You know, there's a distinction though. Maybe you can help me understand. So I made this post on Facebook, and I got you know I got this this littering of people who were like, oh, he violated his civil duty, he violated his obligation, and and what have you, and oh, right, you you know here one guy was. Uh, you failed to do your obligation. You've got to serve the time. <laughs> like, where did you guys pe get your law degrees from? From the Fruit Loops box? I don't know. But I made the same post on Instagram. Not a single comment. And we had lots of comments on Instagram. Lots of people. Not a single comment on Instagram saying that this judge did the right thing. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between the demographic on Instagram and the demographic on Facebook? Yeah, because curious. I think that's a really interesting distinction. You would think that in a survey of people, even in the, the, the Instagram page has, a, has fewer followers, right? There would be at least one or two, but not a single person, hmm. not a single one. I, I, don't, I don't know. So let me tell you about this judge, okay? So, in October 13th, 2006, shortly after 9 p.m., 35-year-old Jamie Clark was returning home from meeting friends after work when he came upon a vehicle attempting to make a U-turn. The vehicle, turning around in a six-lane busy thoroughfare, pulled directly in his path, causing a fatal accident that resulted in the death of 85-year-old Lucy Miller, who was operating the vehicle that was making the U-turn, okay? He was sitting, uh, a few minutes later, it says, Jamie found himself sitting in a nearby Jewish Temple, off, uh, Jewish Temple Securities Officer's golf cart with ice covering his gash on above his eye. 
and the security officer remembers Jamie stating there was no way he could avoid the accident. The car pulled out right in front of him. Now, what's interesting is there was a rabbi that was leaving the temple at the same time who testifies, okay, testifies that he had this thought when you're looking at somebody else driving and you're like, no, 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 don't do that. So he testifies. He had that thought, no, 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 don't do that, right? And she did. She pulled out right in traffic, and Jamie had no way to, uh, to, to, to stop. Now, here's the crazy thing. The, the, the accident happened in October of 2006. It took the state attorney's office until April of 2007 to even file charges. All right? Then the state attorney's office continued the case until December of 2010. Wow. 10, okay? So you're talking about Four a years. young black man shows up late for a trial and he gets 10 days in prison. You've got the state prosecutor's office continuing this man's case, putting his life on hold for years, right? So here's the thing. This is Kastronakis' case. Now, he's frustrated on December 10th and says, you're picking a jury in an hour or else. The prosecutor says, okay, we're going to drop the case. Mm -hmm. He no process, she, it's a she, no process the case. But then, rightly so, from the sound of it. Yes, but then in September 2011, refiles the case, mm -hmm. brings the charges back up to, against him, and then there was another trial. Now, Castronakis didn't that, say that smacks of outside pressure. Yeah. So Castronakis, right, doesn't actually say anything, and and doesn't say, look, you guys. You sat on this too long because a judge can do that. You're way outside your terms here. This is just ridiculous. And here's the thing. There is evidence that this man who hit her was driving uh, under, well, let me put it this way. There, there is an allegation that he was driving under the influence. But the officers, three officers, three trained DUI officers interviewed him in a tape-recorded interview for 40 solid minutes, and nobody ever gave him a field sobriety test. Now, because this was an accident that involved a fatality, they drew blood on this man, uh -huh. okay? The blood result came back that he had a uh, 0.12 uh, and a 0 0.10 blood alcohol level, mm -hmm. which is over the legal limit. Right. But here's the thing. The defense attorney brought a credible expert testimony that said that the testing was inaccurate and was not even his blood sample. So when they sent the blood sample back to the lab, the best the lab could come up with was it was a positive match for blood type. They could not match his DNA to the blood. That's crazy. The judge did not exclude this evidence. Wow. Even though there was testimony that this blood was not his. Hmm. He excluded the fact that the testimony was not his. They excluded the fact that this lady made uh, an illegal turn. They excluded the fact that this lady had a requirement on her license to wear glasses and she was not wearing her glasses. We'll be right back. I'm a long, long way from 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I'm talking to you about this judge, right? So, so that's this judge. That's this judge, Castronation. Concealing evidence that could exonerate this uh, guy. The, the DUI guy. Wow. Five years after the accident took place. Mm. So the driver, the, the old lady that was killed, who did the U-turn in an unsafe manner where the guy driving could not have avoided her, three DUI officers never give the guy a field sobriety test. Never. Uh, they draw blood because it's required. And now they have evidence that the blood's not even his. You know what's even crazier? Now they have, according to local news, have now uh, evidence that this blood lab could have more than 3,600 cases being retested because of their negligent blood tests. 3,600 just in Palm Beach County, Florida. How crazy is that? And these things were not excluded. Like I said, the lady who was driving had a license restriction that said she had to wear glasses. They found her glasses in a glass compartment in her purse. She was not wearing her glasses. She made a completely unsafe turn, which in this point would be reckless driving because it resulted in an accident. And because this guy hit her, now he is sitting in prison waiting for his appeal. Man, it seems like a lot of crazy stuff happens in the legal realm, governmental realm in West Palm Beach, in Palm Beach County. JC, this happens all over the country. That's true. This happens all over the country. And I have to believe it's because the American people have simply stepped back and allowed the judicial system to become a self-limiting, self-controlling behemoth, which actually breeds this kind of emperor mentality. Think about it. In Florida, these, these district courts in our Supreme Court and our district court judges are elected, but they're elected one time and then they're retained. So you vote either yes or no. Of all the questions that people send us on ballots, how many times do people say, I don't know anything about judges. How do I find out about these judges? Yeah, all the time. Well, because we don't know anything about them, we're like, oh, well, if I haven't heard anything, I might as well check yes. Then they get what amounts to lifetime appointments, even though we have the power to remove him. I want to know, will Castronacus be retained? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the crazy thing, JC. I'm a member of the Bar Association, right? Mm -hmm. My bar number is inactive because I haven't been practicing. And in Florida, it costs thousands of dollars just to maintain your license to carry cases. And since I don't carry cases, I don't make thousands of dollars. So I, I, let my, I, I filed an application for my license to be inactive. So it's inactive, but I still carry my bar number. So you're one of those admirality, admirality law, Illuminati Esquire, people. right? Esquire. Here's the thing, JC. I'm 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 now wondering because I'm doing this radio show about a Florida Circuit Judge Castronacus. I'm calling him out for misconduct. I've made this Facebook post against him. How long before the Florida Bar comes after me? Mm -hmm. 
Because once again, it's not about exposing what's wrong. It's about protecting your own. Yeah. And for me, as and let me just say this, because one guy left this comment on Facebook. He said, you know what? To be honest, Chrisanne, it's the lawyers who are creating this errant system because nobody steps. They're the ones in the courtrooms watching this, and no. they would rather keep their job than talk about these judges that are completely jumped the rails. Right. So here I am talking about a judge that has completely jumped the rails. And I have more than one case incident here. On the other hand, you think of um, the, uh, not the Bundys, but down down there where the, the lawyer stood up against these cats. Yeah. And was, was tased. That was Bundy. That was Bundy. That was in, um, that was in the, the uh, court there in Oregon. The federal yeah. judge had the bailiff tase the defense attorney for calling out the judge for doing something he was she wasn't allowed to do. So look, it's going to So they take, got their own little mafia. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when you allow people to consolidate power to themselves and let them believe that they are unquestionable, infallible, you're going to run against these kinds of power trips when it comes time. It's going to take courageous, knowledgeable people with virtue and honor. And I say, here I am, Lord, and me. God bless you guys. See you next time.